and oh wait, I need to put the uh, <laughs> I need to put the chat, I need to put the fucking the Discord video up. Everyone got to see another 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 back insight to my fucking emails. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how have I done this? How have I done this? Two streams in a row, I've now leaked my emails. <laughs> All the promos. Uh, fucking hell. All overview plans exposed. Yeah, so if, uh, please do not watch the beginning of this video. If you do see the beginning of this video, please just divert your eyes. Close your eyes real quick. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we tried. We tried. <laughs> anyway, we're, I think we're live. We're cross-posting. Then we're all oh. good. Yeah, we are. I don't even have to do anything. We're just live on our page too. Thank yeah, you. I think that I think yes. that is how it works. I think that is how it works. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Look, I'm just, I'm just going to do my little my little intro just because anyone yep. that is watching this right now, we kind of this wasn't totally. We didn't actually uh, <laughs> put too much of it. Put a little post. There's a little bit of an impromptu, a little bit of a little bit of a special treat for everyone. But hello to anyone that is watching, and welcome to another edition of Overviewed. Easily the best chat show in in drum and bass, uh, in which I interview a member of the DMB family. So far, has been extended members of the Overview family. Joining me this evening, we have two wonderful lads, lads, uh, producers from the land of Holland, also known as the Netherlands. Uh, they've seen a number of releases on a number of labels, including Flex Out as well as overview before and they're joining me live this evening we have Audure. <laughs> the crowd. I don't know what crowd noises are anymore like <laughs> I don't remember them <laughs> oh, I've been trying to I've been going with the <laughs> like a CO2 cannon sounds, it sounds like uh, it sounds like there's more people cheering than than there is so, uh, <laughs> Hello, hello, hello to, to everyone watching. Uh, we are live. We are 100% live uh, for Overviewed. Uh, please uh, drop us some questions if you have any questions for my, my good friends here. Um, but yeah, guys, hello. Welcome to Overviewed. I'm sorry I've kind of forced this upon you. <laughs> I even said no the first time. There was no consent to begin with. <laughs> I said no. Oh, he just doesn't. He just He's like a... I'm like a like a dog with a ball, I just don't. I just don't give. I just don't give up. Um, Doesn't take no for an answer. I, I don't take no for an answer. I'm like, right, we're doing this. Uh, but yeah, obviously, we, we. I guess it was obviously. You know, you guys have had a bit of a feature on the new release. Gonna plug it right away before we're we're even in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah. First off, how how are you both how are you both doing at the moment? Well, all, all yeah. things considered, all things considered. All things considered, pretty good. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, like, um, just uh, <laughs> keep, keeping busy, but like, it's, uh, you know, we can't go anywhere after nine and we're still in lockdown. So it's, uh, uh, you uh know. yeah, shit. You guys actually have like a full on curfew, right? You're not actually. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We've had, had it for like three weeks now and it's just extended it for another three, I think. So, uh, do, do yeah. you know? Do you know anyone that's actually been like caught out so far? Not personally. No. No. I, I've been I've been out during the curfew once because you can, if you're self-employed, write a statement that you, as a self-employed person, have to do your job, and it's, right. it's kind of stupid. 
It's like when you go uh, in when, in high school when you were sick and you would write your own sick note from your mom. Kind of <laughs> <like that. laughs> uh, I I am self-employed. <laughs> yeah, and I felt really cool having this form, two forms even, uh, but no police stopped me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But 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 it is like fully like if you are caught by the police out of your house, they're gonna arrest you or is it No, it's like five euros. Ninety five euros, yeah. Wow plus, shit. Okay. Plus administration cost, I think. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty serious. So that's like three hundred pounds right now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> shit. And what about you, Yella? I've, I've seen it. We've got a nice comment in the chat from Marcus that says, Yella, why do you have Christmas lights up? It's February. This is my permanent living situation. Uh, well, they say, they say I wish it could be Christmas every day. And it, it obviously is in the... <laughs> in well, the Yella's living dream. It's the, it's the party lights, but I thought this... This this live stream is the most party th party thing that's happening to me this month. So <laughs> uh, I turned them on, and I live on the tenth floor of a, an apartment building with eighteen floors. So uh, I have a very recognizable apartment. If you're outside this building, you will immediately. It's see the where guy. I'm it's here. the guy with the with the Christmas lights up exactly. all year round. <laughs> I can see you've got a bit as well going on with uh, with your background as well, Jesse. Did you? I feel no, a bit. I, I feel a bit left out. I feel a bit left out. I need to get some Christmas lights in here. Just turn them on, especially for Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Can you give me some Christmas lights? Because I, I need to feel like I'm fitting in. Please. Yeah, I just need some Christmas lights. I'm live on the internet. I need some Christmas lights. Right, I think I think I'm getting some Christmas lights delivered. I I hope so. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, we we ship you some, but I think I think that's not even allowed now. Well, no, and and like things with uh, things are taking like absolutely ages as well to uh, to arrive. I ordered, ordered I ordered some boxes from Germany, and they took like it took like two months to to turn up or something. So. Yeah. Anyway, look, I tell you what, let, let's <laughs> let's let's not get too caught up on. Well, look, we can go into Brexit. We could get your opinions on Brexit uh, in a bit, and 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 the coronavirus. We can we can do, we can do a bit of that. But obviously, we are, you know, here to uh, talk a little bit about you know you guys. This is like your show, um, so I guess like yeah, I just wanted to bring you on. Oh, wait, wait I can hear we got some Christmas lights. Are they coming? Are they coming? Go on, go on, that'll do. Do it. <laughs> no, come, on. come on, come here, come here, come here. Whoa. I'm not gonna talk to someone who doesn't have Christmas lights. This is it. I want to feel like there we go. those are fancy ones. These these are not only that. These are these are lights with letters on. They're Scrapple lights. Scrapple lights. What does it what does it read out and say? Well, it, says tea time, so. it says tea time on it. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. I mean, what what could be more what could be more British than? Uh, it could say know? tea time with milk in it. I mean, these these kind of. Kind of. I think it's kind of implied, right? Okay. I'm not, I can't you, you hang on, Bob. Should I? I will tell about uh, how I was doing because I kind of avoided that question. By yeah, go on, Lolo. We go. <laughs> how, how are you? How are you, Yana? <laughs> well, I'm pretty done with the whole situation, but um, you know how you kind of get used to it as well. 
So it feels just like another normal day, but then sometimes you realize, wait, it's been pretty fucked up all the time. Like, I think three days ago, yeah. Um, and the last blackout event was here in the Netherlands. And I was kind of confronting, like, holy shit, it's been a year without this. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I would miss uh, feeling sweaty buddies in a dark room. <laughs> Very loud music. Uh, so much. But yeah, I do miss that. It was kind of ironic to, to get the the memory from uh, from Facebook like uh, like a year ago, and we posted like how how much fun it was to, to play Blackout and uh, uh, more gigs coming soon. But <laughs> little, it was like little did we know. I shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't laugh because it is actually like really fucking sad. Like yes, yeah. We were really looking forward to come to Brighton to play the Overview Music Squad night. Mm. Absolutely. Well, we tried to rearrange that twice as well. Like, and we yeah. were really, really persistent with with that. We were so optimistic because we wanted to do it in August. <laughs> yeah, I think well, we it was supposed to be March, and then we're like, yeah, we were, you know, August, it'll be fine, it'll be gone by August. Like, yeah. surely, like here we are, like coming approaching a year, a year later. I mean, my I think my last gig was March, uh, like early, early March last year, and yeah, you know, it's it's. It is weird. It is a weird. It is a weird state, like that we're kind of in at the moment. This kind of like limbo state, and like you're saying, you kind of got used to it, but yeah, it is not. And we, I we think can for we us, can do things, and, and and you know, so it it does kind of feel normal because it's like the new normal. But uh, like, I can still go go places as long as I'm home before nine. But yeah, so it's just a little bit more like uh, like when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, we are being like... We do notice it in uh, how productive we've been because, um, so obviously this remix um, that we did of Mistress by Nami and Rizzle on Overview out now on the Overview remix. Go buy it, go buy it. <laughs> it's now out, which, makes it, which maybe makes it seem like we're making music a lot, but we made this, I think, in uh, April? Yeah. Or in May, maybe, like first lockdown situation, still with some vivid memories of how parties are and how a sub feels in your body and that kind of stuff. But mm. uh, I think it's the last tune we made together, actually. Yeah. So it's been a while. Do you think that, I mean, do obviously has not having the events really affected you then uh, you, and your ability to want to write drum and bass music? I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, God, we're going off on the we're going off on the deep end already on the <laughs> for the show. But well, why not? Why not? I think for me personally, like drum and bass is such a cool style of music. But for me, it's something that I really enjoy listening to in a club, like in in like a party environment. And uh, I mean, I do enjoy it as well. Uh, like when it's very well done, I I do enjoy it. But it's it's not something that I I listen to for you know, for extended periods of time. So for me, um, mm. kind of being away from all that for, for so long, it just kind of takes away the, the inspiration to, to make drum and bass. Um, mm. Yeah. And is that, that's the same it's for a, you as well then, Yella? Mm. <laughs> Wait, is he, are, you, are, you a bit, are you eating a bit of sushi right now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Why isn't Cosper making sushi in the background? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Chocolonely. <laughs> hey, haven't you raisin and hazelnut 
um, chocolate that my girlfriend introduced me to, and it's epic. So another nice blood. Get, get tucking in. I mean, sponsor. Yeah, um, yeah. I it is the same for me. Although mm. I think I've always listened to more drum and bass uh, outside of just playing it or in a club than Jesse. Yeah. Um, so I do still make some some drum and bass, but it's more. Uh, the drum and bass that I would listen to as well right now. So it's not the dance floor oriented drum and bass. It's more the melodic, vibey stuff. Mm. And I wouldn't know how to write a club banger ever, <laughs> but not, especially not now. <laughs> no. So no, it's definitely been interesting seeing the effects that it has had on on some producers and. The changing, uh, the changes in their production habits. I think some people, see, seemingly, some people. I don't know why, but some people maybe can uh, are able to kind of like summon up something from somewhere. But then, yeah. The, but but I would say the majority are, are affected by it and str- like struggling more than ever to like to write club music without uh, yeah. without a club. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the kind of. I mean, it can, it can also be like a, a positive thing because I, I've also seen a lot of people do really interesting stuff that maybe wouldn't necessarily work on a dance floor, but is really interesting. Uh, mm. Just because, you know, it's it's more, uh, you don't expect it to, to release and then to be played out as much. Um, mm. I don't know if that's the thought process, but I've seen like people experimenting, which I think is cool. But yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I've I've heard it a lot from from other people as well that they they feel the same way about um, getting a lot of their inspiration for for especially the club type uh, uh, drum and bass from being at parties and being in the club and and mm. yeah, like the other says, like feeling that sub and uh, well, it just makes the I mean, it's you know, it makes the whole thing complete as well. It's it's yeah. everything that goes with it. You know, you you kind of feed off that motivation that you you know the inspiration for the music but then also kind of like feeling a part of something like it's not it's not quite as tangible when you're when you're at home or you're you know you're just communicating on on the internet or whatever but you know and that's what kind of brings it all together and brings it all like you know like like looking at you know like we're saying about some of the things that we you know were due to due to have done that were kind of like taken away from us um and yeah, you know, and then it is hard to like summon up that um, that that drive no, and desire. With I it. think the the uh, overview of Music Squad Night is something that's like a, a good example of that because that's like uh, just like a meeting of you know, like seeing seeing our friends as well. You know, it's like so many of our friends that live abroad and that we don't get to see right now. Uh, and then I remember the last Music Squad Night we we did, and everyone came to Yella's house and we made, we just made drum and bass in Yella's bedroom for like, uh, <laughs> for like, uh, with, with like eight people or something. That it was, was ridiculous. Crazy. It was so much fun. And it's like, the, 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 fa- the fabled track that is never, ever going to see the light of day. Never, ever going to see the light of day. <laughs> so much fun to, to work on that. Come and on, like, squad, sorry out. But yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, even that, I mean, that whole experience is a perfect example. I mean, for me, that was, that's been one of my most enjoyable weekends that I've ever had in in drum and bass, like that, just just the whole thing from yeah, you know, Friday night at Yellows, and then producing in the day, and then just getting together people that you would never really see in that 
in any yeah. other capacity, really. Again, well, and again, you had people from all over the world. You had Skylarks yeah. from France and Wings from Austria and, you know, myself from, you know, England and, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, God, you know, it is... It is uh, or you needed a visa for that. I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a visa now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to have a good reason why I'm why I'm in the country. And even even things like getting all getting together to eat like a, a vegan capsulon in uh, in the Hague, <laughs> like you know, like we did, is uh, it's just so much. Like we can't do that now. There's no like restaurants or anything. So I mean, I guess I guess for me, I've been trying to kind of, I guess like how you would like frame it, because obviously like we have put out a lot of music overview has put out a lot of music and we put out a lot of you know club music really uh into 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 the scene still whereas a lot of people have held back or not done it but i try to kind of remember i'm trying to sort of like like look at the bigger picture and obviously it will come back around again obviously there's not too certain exactly when obviously it's starting to it's starting to feel as though it's it's slowly potentially opening up there's a few bigger promoters looking at nights and and i guess for me like wanting to kind of put ourselves in as in as best position as possible um for when that when that happens so that you know we'll be the guys you know you will be obviously in demand and and i feel like it's a bit of a ser- it's a bit of a service as well like because i was i was thinking i was thinking about it the other day i was like you know there's all these guys that are like holding on to their music and not releasing at the moment and waiting and i thought like if everybody did that, like if every artist was like, right, I'm not releasing music now, how shit would that be? Like, and how like depressing would it be? In an already depressing situation, you would then have yeah. the artist not putting anything out. And yeah. there needs to be something. Like, and that's what kind of, I guess, what's kind of kept me going a little the only bit. The shift that I've noticed is like, there's still a lot of output, especially like maybe you will see. Uh... Uh, Simeon posts his uh, his weekly updates on the freshest drum and bass playlist, and I have the feeling like it's just growing and growing. Actually, mm. only music has shifted a bit more towards uh, listening music than straight up, straight out tear out dance floor music or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think so. Obviously, like some of the stuff is maybe even some of the music that is you know you know how it works in in a lot of drum and bass like some of this music takes a long time to even reach the light of day you know in in some scenarios but i think it's obviously that that thing with 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 music and, and being a record label i mean as much as we can't do shows we can still function we can still put out music and the business still works you may have actually also profited from being a new label and now this uh, COVID happening, uh, maybe other labels not releasing that much club music, and now you're getting the opportunity to stand out because of that as well. Yeah, no, I I do I do believe that. I mean, I think we've I think we, not not that it's been a good thing, but we have tried to pivot you know pivot with it and not yeah not sort of hold back and and just change our kind of dynamic and just keep on keep on doing what we were doing in in a lot of respects but then we've also brought in new ways of having you know and and i've it's given me the opportunity even doing this right here like this evening like this this was an idea that i've had for for a while to to start interviewing people 
and yeah. talking to artists and getting you know the scene to kind of know us but i would pr- maybe not have been given the kick to to do it if it wasn't for covid and and this obviously being a one of the only ways that anyone can even talk to anyone now um obviously the patreon as well you know has been a ghost goes line up to the patreon uh you know it's also been uh, no it's also been good so so yeah you know i think we we really have kind of tried to try to take this as positively as as we can and and maybe you're in maybe you're in a in a in a more fortunate position than than some because we because we haven't we weren't at a stage where we have been so reliant on live shows as such a massive part of our business model uh that yeah that yeah it's not like it's not like we've lost a lot because we never really had it like i mean it was yeah. it was coming and don't be wrong i lost a lot of shows uh lost a lot of shows that last year and, and a lot of opportunities but yeah we weren't you know we never had yeah. those before so it's a little bit it is a little bit different and it's a good thing that you don't uh are such a big label yet in the sense of uh having hired staff or having people work for you that you have to pay out. I mean, how 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 has that been with? Because obviously you're the the label manager of of Blackout Music for, for you. Are, you are still you are still the label manager, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna be like. <laughs> but but from that perspective, would you say you have a different view on it, or how has it been from from Blackout's perspective? Uh, yeah, it has been uh, tough financially. Uh, losing uh, a stable part of the income with the with the shows uh, mm-hmm. and of course uh, especially for uh, Black Sun Empire themselves but yeah we, we did host five shows a year in Utrecht with uh, between 800 and 2000 capacity uh, right. always selling out actually so that's a big chunk of the income so yeah that, that has affected the, the company yeah, uh, I, so I can imagine if uh, if we were smaller and had less personnel working for us, then might have been easier in a way. Mm. Maybe not. No, no. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, it's interesting. Yeah, again, like that kind of the the very you know the the other end of the scale. Like you know, talking about you know something like like blackout uh, in how yeah the the difference in you know and and if that had been you know myself in in a in a few more in a few years time um but i think things are gonna things are gonna have to change i guess like yeah i think it's even more different for maybe labels like uh ram or shogun i think they have a lot of people working there mm. i don't know how it's going there but it might affect businesses i don't think we see a lot of uh results in it like when i go out on the streets i can see restaurants closing and that kind of stuff like becomes very real how this pandemic is affecting businesses mm. but i haven't really seen any of that in drum and bass because it's also digital and yeah but i mean for obviously for labels uh, but also for artists like um there's so many people who uh, like in this business obviously a lot of people rely on being able to travel to go to shows and 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 get a lot of their income from from that um and I think uh, that has been hard for a lot of people as well. And I, I do think that it's really uh, impressive to see, like during the first lockdown, especially like how quickly a lot of people set up patrons and, and set up this this model of, of 
kind of changing the way they they work and and uh, doing live streams or like production live streams or just like Q and A's and stuff like that or mm-hmm. even like like you're saying like stuff like doing stuff like this as as overview. Um, you know those are, those are all really cool initiatives that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. But uh, yeah, I think it's really really uh, really cool to see that a lot of people uh, how quickly they they took up on on. Uh, rearranging things to to be able to still uh, get an income from from this and uh, uh, keep doing what they want to do, we got, and also we, that's motivation to to keep making music as well. Yeah, I mean, we you know we got <laughs> got to try and like keep uh, keep some positives of it, I guess, because it is a tough yeah. uh, situation, and obviously depending on how you you know how you do look at it, um, yeah, I suppose there's you know there's good good points and probably a lot more bad points than there are good points but we'll try and remember we'll try and remember some of the good points anyway but i do also feel like if it were to come down to for example a label announcing that they would have to stop because financially it's just not doable anymore that the drum and bass community is a community that would crowdfund something to fix that Mm. be interesting to see if that does happen or casualties i think casu- i think the I th- well i think the bit the big one is also going to be nightclubs um and and mm. loss of venues and i think when the when yeah. the dust has settled and stuff you know when when stuff comes back and opens back up who is actually going to open back up again and that's that's going to be an interesting one there. i have never oh, the- had red stripes in vault <laughs> they, they will never be able to shut the vaults it will be it will be that's going to be there for another 50, 60 years. That'll become a cult- cultural heritage site, I, I honestly believe. I hope so. Well, look, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's try and, like... Otherwise, we can get a bit wrapped up in, like... COVID, the probably, COVID, yeah. the COVID situation, but it's interesting. Getting yeah. your pause. I want to know. I want to know a little bit more about um, about you guys because we. I do want to sort of like you know this is about you as well. Um, and there's uh, you know to be honest, there's a lot that I you know necessarily am not sort of too familiar with so i want to kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna do the, the 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 quite standard uh where did it all kind of start for for you guys and how long have you been how long have you been going um yeah i mean when when was when was or it is ordure i want to say i want to say ordure but Ordure. <laughs> i'm sure some Ordu. people are but yeah, tell us a little bit. Tell us a bit. How how where where did you guys meet? How did you, where, I tell you what? That's that's a, that's a, that's the best question. Where did you guys meet? Where did you guys meet? In high school. Not well, too, not too long ago, I found a video of our actual meeting, or well, the first time we really got together and chilled. You actually yeah, have we were, video evidence of that. Yes. Yeah, well, that's a weird situation. But we were in high school together, and yes, Jesse was one class below me. This was okay. all on the Freie School in Groningen in the Netherlands. Big up. Waldorf School. Uh, can you, can you just say that one more time for me? Because that's a really, I really like. The Freie School in Groningen. Oh, oh just wonderful. Oh, oh God. Sorry. <laughs> a high school love story. It started in high school. And a fun fact is that uh, Jesse was actually also in the same class as uh, former who you may know from music on uh, vision recordings. Yeah. Yep. So excellent school if you want to get into the is that, drum and bass. Is, is that the same school that Noisier went to as well? Or... <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. 
They didn't go. They didn't go to school. They didn't need to go to school, did they? They were just like already just. They were just born as noisier. They were just born as noisier. They were just one minute there was noisier, one minute there wasn't. Like they were in the same school too, I think. But yeah, so anyway, um, okay. So you guys, so you guys met. Uh, you were both into music at the time, like that was. Well, kind of it's thing. funny because we we didn't really uh, hang out with each other a lot, but then we both went to the same uh, like holiday spot on the one of the. Uh, uh, Valden uh, Islands in, in the Northern Islands. And um, uh, we were both there with a friend and we just ran into each other and we just hang out during during that holiday. Uh, and, and I think like a year after after that, um, there was this uh, there was this party and I was in a I was in a band at the time. And I think there was there was this oh. kind of like online like something there was this uh, this social media platform. I think it was uh, I think it was on there called Hives, which was before Facebook. And uh, people could people could vote on this uh, like on this event, like who they want to see uh, see there to, to play. And actually, uh, the the top three was uh, was uh, Yella and uh, um, my my band and uh, uh, Posei. Um, wow, damn, that's quite a lineup. <laughs> so yeah, that was. That was really funny because uh, it wasn't back then. <laughs> it wasn't back then. No. <laughs> so uh, what? Where, that, so that, you, what band? What, what kind of music was was this kind of? What did oh, you do? Was, Were you a drummer, guitar? Uh... I was a keyboardist actually. So I, okay. I, I played the keys in a, in a funk rock band without without uh, a guitarist. So that was uh, that was interesting. But it's um, funky freedom. Yeah, oh yes, I, I was hope, really hoping you wouldn't say that. But what yeah. was this? Sorry, what the name <laughs> of the band? <laughs> it was called Funding Freedom. Vocals. It's called what? Funding Freedom. Funky Freedom. Funky Freedom. Okay, that's <laughs> pretty. That's, that's cool. It's a, bit, it's a bit like what we have right now. Funky. funky this is yeah, Funky Freedom. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, so we we were both playing there and. Uh, yeah, I I remember uh, um, Yella. Uh, Yella actually lived really close to the venue, so I crashed at his place, uh, and then we we just made um, started our first song the, the next morning because I was interested in seeing uh, how that worked with like uh, music production and uh, really yeah, it was a really shitty song and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember we... it had a it had a Ukrainian a cappella on top of it. Yep. And it was really, really messy drum and bass, but it was drum and bass, yeah. It, yeah, was, it was. So the first tune you actually made was D was D and B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. because we also did both go to the same in that year that we uh, had met for the first time. We also did both go to uh, Machtig in that same venue where we where then the, the our band formed, our boy band. <laughs> Uh, so we we did get into drum and bass at the same time. Machtig is a uh, noisy house party. Um, so we ha we shared that interest, and that's how yeah, absolutely. So so that's that. I mean, again, that's maybe another another obvious question, but I guess that's always the thing. I mean, is that really that is how you both got into drum and bass was through was through this event and 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 seeing it. Yeah. For me, it kind of was. Actually, it, it's funny that uh, Yella mentioned former earlier because he was one of the people that that told me like, "Hey, you should, the, these parties are, are really interesting. You should uh, should go there." Um, and also, like, uh, uh, there was another drum and bass party in in Groningen that I also 
uh, went to. So it's just basically the the drum bass scene in Groningen was really cool. Uh, I mean, uh, right now it's obviously <laughs> not like it's it still be. Yeah, you know, but back then we were like super, super hyped to uh, to go to these parties, and uh, uh, yeah. So when we started making music together, we uh, we started making drum and bass, and then we found out it was actually really hard to make drum and bass. So <laughs> we also started doing other Shut stuff. Right. Yeah, and we, we do we do have a question here. It's, uh, do you like jazz? Are you you like? I do. Jazz? Yes. Is that what is that what is is you said you were in a band as well, Yellow? Did you play you a saxophonist? Oh, no, sorry, did I? No, uh, no, I was just saying that we formed a boy band together. No, I haven't been in a in a band. Well, I have been in an in a youth orchestra playing trumpet when I was ten. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, so yeah. the, okay, so you, yeah, so you come from like yeah, so you both like musically trained then. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I have piano lessons and, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I did go to, uh, we, we both studied something related to music. I did music production uh, in, in Utrecht. And uh, Jelle, you did uh, sound, sound design. Yeah. In, so, uh, yeah. so, so what, year, what, what sort of year are we talking here? What year... Uh, what, year was your, what year was this fa- fabled first track made? I think 2010. Yeah. Right, okay. So almost 11 that's years ago already. Yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. scary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, to be, I mean, to be fair, that's that's, uh, I've, that's about the same era I got into, into drum and bass as well. That 2009, 2010 era of, of DMB. It was a really, yeah, really, really good, really good time, I think, for... It was, refreshing, yeah. Refreshing MySpace pages to see if someone uploaded new music time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> MySpace, yeah, that's where I went to check my my for my DMB, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, and obviously, being from being from Groningen, 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 go on, teach me. How do I say? It? How do I say? It? Come on, Groningen, Groningen, Groningen. Yes, okay. It's a pass. I got a pass for that one. But I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, that's a uh, that's a real kind of hot spot, really, in terms of, you know, I, I, I mean, would you say that obviously Noisier, being from the town, had a had a huge in- influence on on the city, and and created a kind of a whole scene out of it. I mean, that's probably Not a bit just, obvious, yeah. but <laughs> I think there was a there was a root scene before them. There's some older guys that were doing parties as well, yeah. but. Uh, we're not boomer enough for that. Um, <laughs> you sure? <laughs> well, I haven't been there. Um, but that, and I think also Frequency had a party called Breakfast. Yeah, it still has. That's a big influence, but more on the on the deeper side, and the noise. Yeah, more on the neurofunk side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that definitely influenced a lot. Uh, also, well, obviously in Posse, uh, making drum and bass. Um, but I think also the sound of Dope D.O.D. Do you know Dope D.O.D.? Oh, those guys are from Groningen. They are as yeah. well. Yeah, they are as well. Damn, I mean that's quite a that's quite an all star cast, like out of one out of one city, really, and and obviously or or, or as well. For it being such a small city, I think is relatively big, yeah, because it only yeah. has like, well, I think under two hundred k 
citizens. Right. Something like that, yeah. It's a it's a big uh, it's a big like student it's a big student town though, isn't it? From what yeah. I because I I did go I did go <laughs> as you as you remember I went on my drum and bass pilgrimage uh, a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, of course you've been to the Noisia Studios as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and I've, I've been to Noisia nice. Studios. Have you met my mum? <laughs> I went and I did have tea with uh, with Yellow's mum as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I love. That's a usual thing. I haven't been able to do it so much lately, but uh, we're, we're hoping to uh, be able to soon. As long as you get a visit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so obviously, when you, you so you made that first tune together, how was it? Quite a, a steady progression from then. I mean, when did you really decide? Hey, we're gonna let's do this. We're gonna do a duo together. Was that quite soon from that point, or did that take a little bit of time? I think so. We we both moved. We both started studying um, in other parts of the country. So, uh, but we would get together. I, I think like weekly uh, to to uh, to make music, um, and yeah, we just started making other stuff as well because, well, like I said, drum and bass was a uh, <laughs> technically quite difficult to make so we we also made like some other stuff like uh, electro uh, and then uh, moved on to some some dubstep stuff and like the um uh 100 bpm kind of beats thing uh, glitch so help. We, glitch help yes <laughs> 100 bpm i remember when everyone thought everyone was like oh this new genre 100 bpm like yeah. <laughs> neuro hop <laughs> neuro hop yeah neuro hop as well but we would also always make a lot of half time as well half time yeah. drum and bass because simply because it it was easier to make it sound good too mm. uh, yeah. drum and bass it got so technical that we just uh yeah maybe it was too challenging for us sometimes i mean do you think as well like being i mean drum and bass is obviously a quite a, or at least it was. I mean, it's obviously changed these days. It was is a very UK centric kind of genre, and and I mean Holland, Netherlands, sorry, is uh, you know very world renowned for its electronic music, but more so house and techno, really, isn't it? Like we got Van Buren and you know all the. I mean, yeah, but I think because yeah. of that, we were we were able to do a, a study in. Well, especially Yessa, I think, because I think your study was called dance music production. Even. Yeah, it was. Wow, like, uh, actually, even yeah, really, even back then. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it, yeah, like an artist. Like there's this this music school where you also have like uh, you could do like guitar or, or drums or whatever, but you could also do music production, and then there's like uh, you could do either like uh, hip hop or uh, or dance. And like dance is basically all the electronic styles. So wow. also drum and bass. And like one of my my classmates there, uh, uh, Pythias, also uh, makes drum and bass. Uh, yeah, yeah. As you probably know. I know. Uh, We're not personally, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, so, know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting you say that. Like, uh, I mean, and that was that was a good like ten years ago. Like, that's quite. It's quite interesting that the country kind of embraced. Uh, embraced it and i mean obviously like i mean the netherlands has been a big export now of i mean dance music is you know big business really isn't it uh absolutely in in the netherlands and i think but i do think the netherlands in the last five years or so maybe less even did get really big in drum and bass 
too. Yeah, you could really see the the shift in how big the parties were and the kind of people that will will go to the parties. Like it, it used to be a lot more underground, but mm -hmm. it's it's become a lot more uh, uh, accessible uh, as well, and and like just more for, for everybody, which I think is is awesome. You re you really you think Az really just upped a few gears in the last five years? Then like just yeah, up again. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, like, like you know, saying the the blackout parties, they they used to be uh, in this way smaller venue that was like, what is uh, the helling? Is it like four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, maybe max? Yeah, and then doing something like uh, uh, the blackout XL things, where it's like two thousand people, uh, and it's and it's selling out. I think that's something mm. about uh, about how popular it's gotten. Well, and you got, uh, and uh, you know, you got the Korsakov, uh events as well. They're like, yeah, big, big, you know, big, big yeah. things and really big events as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I felt like before Corona, maybe that will, maybe that will do some good. I think it's always good to have a lot of competition that keeps your scene healthy or keeps anything healthy. Mm. Um, but it did get a bit oversaturated in the Netherlands, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, have you been? Have you been for a night out in Bristol? <laughs> we played uh, New Year's Eve last year. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. The last time, the last time I was in another country than <laughs> the Netherlands. Yeah, at the same time, there were seven other drum and bass events. That's that's yeah. that's that's a, that's a, that's every weekend in Bristol. But I, yeah, no, it's, I hear what you know. I hear what you're saying, and it, it's interesting. But in the Netherlands, it, it used to be uh, you could go to a party every weekend, um, but before Corona, it was like. 15 parties every weekend across the Netherlands and that will be a lot for us yeah wow really really yeah. what, people do get a bit a bit spoiled like oh I'm not gonna see this because I've seen them 15 times in the last month you know, mm, like, mm. uh, yeah. but I think it, but, yeah. I think it, I think it goes that way where any sort of scene is it, it, yeah is obviously su successful and more people are getting involved and and I think it just I think it's that thing as well like clearly you've got these you know you've got these people in, inspiring you know noisier probably you know probably arguably the the biggest for 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 the netherlands you know for you you know for you guys you know from your from your, from your city and it takes someone like that to kind of bring it to the forefront and then more people get involved and then and then and then now again recently you know i think you know you've had say like you know john Imanu and 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 casper uh you know now kind of the next generation coming through of of young dutch uh producers i mean i i mean that's the thing i think you know they're saying like you know any any newcomer you know that has won the drum and bass arena award you know i think i think you had uh it was uh what's the is it maddock i think he won it one year and then you've had two from from the netherlands so i think that kind of is testament to to how it's how it's changing and, and from the outside perspective like looking at you know i have quite a reasonable knowledge of of worldwide drum and bass and yeah the the netherlands i think is arguably like you know you know up there at least in you know number two maybe uh i think austria is pretty strong obviously new zealand i know everyone's going on about new zealand at the moment but well because they can have parties <laughs> well yeah I mean, but from what i you know from what i know i mean yeah like and i think like like percentage of their country that is like into dmb and stuff Maybe Absolutely. they haven't. Maybe they haven't. You know, they're not. They're not producing quite as many producers. 
maybe. Sorry if anyone from New Zealand that might be watching watching that. Obviously they've oh, got to apologize for that. You know, they've got like the big they've got like the big five, you know, New Zealand producers, but but then I think that that's going to change now, probably. You know, give it now another sort of couple of years. So, yeah. They're but they'll. There's going to be a lot of chances right now in New Zealand to grow really fast. Yeah, because all eyes of the world are on New Zealand right now. Well, and I'm you know you're see, you're seeing like you know because obviously you know they've got like so they've got the touring guys over there at the moment, but then the locals are all getting opportunities to play like two thousand, three thousand capacity you know events and stuff and. Yeah, they're Absolutely. you know they're really good. And I'm not going to talk about how good New Zealand is. We we all know how good they've got it at the moment. But uh, we did get a question in the chat about. Uh... We have, we have. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. from uh, it's from the ethereal Lamedusa, and uh, she asked, curious of why the name Ojia. This <laughs> <laughs> is probably because she does speak French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's French. You guys got French roots then. No, no, uh, yeah, no. I think uh, it was back in the day when we had to pick a name in one of those weekly studio sessions. Um, we went to look for words that could fit, and I think at some point uh, we found the word orger and how in old English it would also mean filthy or rejected by society. Even yeah, I mean it, it's still like like. Anything from like vulgar to to socially unacceptable to uh, like trash uh, <laughs> to you know like dirty. I mean, I I do you know what I've never ever googled the word or yeah. But... Well, if you do, you're gonna find a nice Christmas movie as well. A Christmas uh, yeah, movie. The main, the main SEO issue we have. Like, if you're gonna look for us, you're gonna find Le Père Noël les Tonnerdures. <laughs> uh, which to uh, the the Santa Claus is a is a is a filthy dirt. Yeah. Well, actually, I saying that well, for for me, I've I've got onto videos and and you guys are actually up up at the top there. Okay, so we Ga- can't Ga- gate, gate, gatekeeper is uh, is actually the. That's your word. Okay. There we go. Uh, but no, it's uh, <laughs> audio noun excrement dung. <laughs> Or something regarded as vile or abhorrent. So, but it will also be on uh, like I've got like I've gotten pictures from people on Dur Festival sending me a picture of a trash can which had a sticker on it with ordur because it also means trash can apparently. Trash. <laughs> I always thought it just it, to me that do you know what that's really kind of blowing my mind a little bit because I always thought it sounded like quite such a ordur like it just sounds like you know it's got that kind of dear like kind of pleasant sort of sound to it's it but it's expensive. it's actually completely the opposite <laughs> so maybe, it is. maybe it's a very smart thing of us because if people are going to call out our music to be trash then we can say yeah what what the fuck did you expect <laughs> we knew this already <laughs> we, we we laid out our statement of intent oh there's a joke there i laid out the oh no don't worry i'm gonna I think it's uh, it's always really funny, like whenever we've played in France and then Facebook does this thing where it automatically translates comments from, from languages you don't speak. So <laughs> people would just be like, oh, yes, Orger is coming. And then uh, my Facebook would just say, like, dirt bags. <laughs> we have trash on the lineup. I can't believe it. I can't believe they put that word like in there. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of edgy. That's kind of controversial. 
right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, I always uh, have to laugh about it because. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, as we're as we're on the on the subject of audio, we could I could play some music if you if if you're up for it. Uh, sure. Do you, should should we play the new one? Do you think we should should, should we do that? Like, would you? Maybe a nice plug again. It could be a nice plug. <laughs> do we really want to get to number one on Beatport right now? I want to get to number one right now. That's all. That's that's the only reason that I get up in the morning is is to check the Beatport charts and see if I'm at number one. <laughs> um, Sorry. In the meantime, I have to. I've been uh, putting out offers on ice skates because it's been uh, like minus ten degrees out here, and it's really important that I think tomorrow we can finally go onto the canals and skate. That is what us Dutch people do when it gets really cold. Uh, now this morning, I finally bought uh, ice skates, but I'm still getting messages back from people that I also approached. So if anyone is looking for one pair of great <laughs> ice skates <laughs> in, in the Amsterdam area. Yeah. And you should contact someone called Timmer. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five Euros, it's a good deal. That is a good deal. Good. That is a good deal. Yeah. Oh that yeah. actually that must be epic. I did never I've I think I've seen some pictures of that when the your canals freeze over and just it's beautiful. They have, they have a great... <laughs> stop selling, stop plugging your fucking product. It has three letters <laughs> on it as well. Oh, dear. You want to see my new ice skates, Peter? Have you actually got them with you? I tell you what, put, put, I want you to put them on. Well, right. don't, don't put them on, because then they'll get... Oh, blunt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm just going to... I'm going to just Google some pictures of, of oh. ice... Oh, an ice skate race. You could actually do a, a race. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. That does look so cool. Oh, wow. Look at those. How much? How much for those bad boys? These were 40 euros. These are not cheap, of course. And I have to oh, so good deal because I looked up new ones yesterday and they were like 200 euros. Whoa. Okay, so it's a good deal. Is it? Is it actually like safe? Like, or is there like a point of when everyone's like, nah, you can't go on there now? Like, when obviously, I think well, yeah, it has to be thick enough, obviously, otherwise, you're just gonna go through. Okay. But it's like, I think every kid in the Netherlands, well, maybe not now because it never freezes anymore, except for this week. But like, when when we were growing up, like, everyone knew how to ice skate. I, I actually had lessons when I was a kid, ice skating lessons. Here we go. Yeah. See, this this is like an interesting cultural quirk that I had no idea like existed. Like everyone, in, everyone in everyone in Holland, everyone in the Netherlands, they ice skate. Like <laughs> you do know that half of the Netherlands is in constant danger of being flooded by the ocean. And I pray for that day that the walls do cave in and like just. Whoa. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Conversations we have to learn that's how to swim <laughs> and how to skate on ice in case. In case, in case you need to, in case that. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that's. I, I did, I did know that. I did hear that. Apparently, there's. You got, you guys have got quite a lot of water, I believe. Like, there's quite a lot. There's quite yeah, a and like most water. of most of the land is below sea level, so <laughs> the, the bikes have a break. That's why we both 
on the ninth and tenth floor of our buildings. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you'll be all right. You'll yeah. be all right. It's everyone else that you got to worry about. Um, well, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and, and play a tune. Do, do you want to hear it as well? I can, I could share my screen and you could, you can join my. <laughs> it's that professional. This whole thing. Do you as want long to... as you're not Joey Reynolds. Well, I can't make any. I can't make any promises. Gone. I've just. Uh, I've just shared a, shared a screen. If you join that. We can all listen to this. We can all listen to this together. Oh, that's very bright there, you are. Yeah, it's very bright. Because <laughs> I I've done this before, and and everyone's all like, "Oh, Peter, I can't, I can't hear anything, or or whatever." So, at least we can all be able to sit here and 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 listen to this, this wonderful, wonderful remix. Are you in? Sure, go ahead. Are you in yellow? I am. Okay. All right. So just to just to plug it one more time, this is the recent Ordeur remix of Mistress by Nami and Rizzle, and it is out now on Overview the Remixes. Big up. Oh wait, it's coming out of my uh I don't hear you. Can you hear it now? Wait, this is this is a right. <laughs> sounds pretty good though. It does. So yeah, absolute numbnuts over here. Uh, definitely just announced the wrong tune. I tell you what, I got co I got confused. I think I clicked on it because it said Ordura, and I was like, yeah, that that'll be the right one. So if anyone has seen the remix EP, we actually we actually technically have two Ordura tracks. This is the Gatekeeper remix by Scantia uh, of the 
the, the classic original. Should we should I should probably I should probably play the Mistress remix now. <laughs> so, so I, a little more work in that, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, fuck it, yeah. That was maybe the tune that I was supposed to play. I tell you what, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. That is also that is also out on the remix EP. Uh, <laughs> we'll give a double plug there. God, I, I just love making an absolute tit of myself on on the internet. Like it's it's my new favorite. It's my new favorite hobby. Uh, just coming across like a complete idiot. So that was that was that. I am actually going to play uh, the Namian Riddle Mistress <laughs> remix by Ordeal right now. Here we go. Look, this is the right one. This is the right one. Imagine people think we are French because this has French lyrics too. <laughs> this was actually you that actually did it. This is the real one. This is the real one. <laughs> it was so long ago. I just get hyped. I can see your camera was even moving. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, wow. I have to, like, that remix is just, it's just fucking ridiculous, honestly. It was so much fun to make, honestly. And the original is so good. And uh, it's just really, really fun to do something different with it. And I lo- love the yellow made those vocals with the, the vocoder thingy. And uh, when, I, when I first heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah what, what, is, what is this? No, I mean that 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 is like I don't know. For, for me, that is how you do a remix, like justice in a way. Like for us, that's obviously a very like the original is a very important tune to overview in a, in a way. And yeah. yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about that then. Like, was it just like sort of one sort of session it kind of came out in, or? Well, yeah, it was kind of one of those tunes that will just write itself or something. Uh, and uh, like even before getting the stems. I think we already had an idea that we wanted to do a footworky kind of remix of it. So there was already yeah. an idea in our heads. Uh, and it's really nice when uh, when you're at that stage where you can actually produce something that, that is in your head and translates well and gets gets to be what you want it to be. So yeah, yeah. this was one of those tracks. Yeah, maybe you can, maybe you can hear that. That doesn't always happen, but with this one... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it's fun to to make something that is just fucking straight out weird i mean that's how the best things are probably made by just yeah just i mean weird well like, like you're saying just no no yeah no kind of like restrictions and just having you could like you said like you said you had some fun making that and you can kind of hear that in the in the track i mean when i've played it like i have actually played it live a couple of times because i think we were still able to uh, we haven't. <laughs> That's how old it is. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, uh, I know. Nami has as well, and he said that like the reaction to it, people have just gone like absolutely nuts. Uh, awesome. Cause, you know, I think you know the the original is kind of you know reasonably reasonably iconic. Yeah, iconic is probably pushing it, but <laughs> you know, it's such a such a banger, and and it's just uh, like we had to take it in a completely different direction, I think, because it's you know you can't just do like a standard just yeah like yeah it's already up there in its own in its own style of drum and bass i think Mm, yeah make it better than it is in that in that direction no i mean that's what i'm kind of like the the remix ep that we've just sort of put out in 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 general like we've got kind of a few more of the kind of straight up just standard standard most of it that's a bit bit harsh but you know what i mean like just you know the (laughs) Standard, no, no, but just more straightforward, you know, overview, or, or techie, boring. <laughs> yeah, you know, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> you know, but then you know, you guys have come in and, and done that. Like, Scantia's uh, like flip of, of your track as well is like he's he's taken that on a completely, completely yeah, different direction. I love it because it's one actually, Gatekeeper is one of our more 
dance floor tracks that we've done. Um, and and then I love how how it's kind of like reeled in a bit, but it's still like really, really like loud and and, and cool. Uh, but it, it's it's such a different direction from from the original. But I, I really like it. Yeah, I didn't expect him to go on to go on that either. But, no, you know he's he's uh, no he smashed that and and that, like I said like the actual remix EP you know we've got a few different flavors and a few different styles in there and tried to showcase a, a little bit not not just not just deep techie rolling DMB like it's yeah. <laughs> you know a bit more I mean is is this the kind of is this the kind of style that you're looking to go down or have you not like <laughs> with where with with stuff that you kind yeah, of wanted to do we've been we've been all over over the place I think that's been our problem with order in a marketing kind of way uh, you can say so that uh, we've just made so much different stuff that people will probably have no idea what we're actually making because some knows from this someone knows from that and there's mm. no clear direction but i think this indeed like the weirder stuff uh the stuff that will not get you uh uh on, on the headline spots or uh, or a number one place because it's too weird but that's the stuff that we love making and uh that gets us going so i think that's yeah that's also what uh what 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 come well what uh, brings us together like that's the yeah. thing that's in common that we like and i also i also think that's that's the thing that it, it kind of comes together uh, when when we when we play out um so we're we're just having so much fun coming up with like the most ridiculous things to play <laughs> and we jump from we we always we always say like we think in like uh, uh, you know <laughs> like in uh, like these little these little um, snippets of like doing doing some four to the floor stuff and and then doing like uh, like I've, ten minutes of I, I, ha I have watched yeah. I have watched some of your sets and you're never <laughs> quite sure what's next which it's all over the place but it's it, it, it's so much fun to do and I think that's it, it's the same for. Uh, for when we make music as well, like it's it's just so much fun to um, just do weird stuff. Mm. It would be really nice if our if the music that we make could bring others the joy when they play out our music that we have playing out other weird music too. Mm. If you get get what I mean, I, th I think maybe like. Uh... I, yeah, it's just a, it's a difficult thing sometimes. Like you're saying it's weird, it's different, it's it's kind of challenging, and and for some people, there it's maybe a bit too far out their comfort zone. I think like people are just like, yeah. you know, I I do I do this. This is my my thing, and aren't maybe necessarily them willing to to want to take a risk. Uh, so you know, I think yeah. it's just fun to throw people off and 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 like out of their comfort zone and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but like one i still remember like one of one of my favorite moments when we were playing a show is like when people are just anticipating some kind of huge drop and then it's like this whatever <laughs> weird thing and they're just like oh i'm going for smoke be like yeah 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 hyped for a for a build up and what's gonna come and then when we drop like this very anti-drop tune something really <laughs> weird was like oh fuck you and he walked off and went to get a <laughs> and that makes us really happy to have someone <laughs> and it's not but, being another standard banger yeah, yeah then for that one guy walking off there's like other people who are like really like yeah like well like you're saying like people really appreciate people that and, and we yeah. enjoy it 
Yeah, so. but then I think that's like that's that's the most important thing, really, is yeah. is to do is to do it for yourself. Uh, you know, first and foremost, in in a in a respect, like, right. and then hopefully people can kind of, you know, the people that you want will understand it, and then the people that maybe do reject it, you know. Are, I mean, yeah. you know, again, you know, you never know because again, you might change someone's opinion. You know, they might have not realized yeah. that they like that, like, and then go, okay, True. okay, I will, you know, and this is also cool. we don't have to, we don't have to be for for everybody. You know, it's just like the stuff that we like doing. Like Yella saying, like maybe it won't land us like a, a headline spot on on like a big festival <laughs> or anything. But, uh, it, it, if we enjoy doing it and people enjoy watching it and listening to it, then mm. you know that's. That's what what I would like, you know. So our our worst experience in 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 DJing were the sets where we were trying to adapt to maybe the lineup or what we when we filled in like okay maybe our sets should be like this because we were playing in between this and this and this is what the crowd is expecting, and then it would never feel complete or like we were connecting with the crowd, Mm. and then when we start not giving a fuck, (laughs) that's when we have the most fun and. Oh, let's just play this R and B song. <laughs> I've just seen Marcus has just said, "I feel attacked." <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Sorry, Marcus. No, if Marcus does what he loves doing, yeah, and I think that will also come across to his audience who's coming for that. So, no, definitely don't feel attacked, please. But I think it's that because difficult. Marcus it's that it's that difficult thing as a, as an artist or or anyone within a within a creative profession of striking that balance between stuff that you know stuff that is for yourself that is kind of out there or or testing or doing stuff that you know is kind of doing it more so because you know that it's gonna work or 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 something that you've already done before uh that is successful and you know i find myself in that position with a with a record label and trying to source releases and 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 it kind of becomes even more of a pressure the kind of higher up you kind of raise sometimes i I think people will get more expectations in you know when when you get like like as a label especially when you get bigger people have certain expectations this doesn't sound like what i would it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but i i think uh especially uh when when we're doing a set and i think if people see that we really enjoy it and you know, then then it's also something that that works. Or mm, mm. I'm not sure because I've never been in the, you know, never been in the audience. I, I, in your I, first I, I also can't remember my last gig, so it's <laughs> <laughs> also true. But I, I personally, I really like seeing um, uh, seeing DJs uh, playing out and really enjoying themselves and really like uh, it sounds really cheesy, but like believing in what they're what they're playing, you know, and I think that that kind of works. No, I, I think, you know, I think again, like you're saying, it goes for yourself, like, you know, from yeah. experience, you know, the ones that, you know, the sets that you really remember are definitely the ones when you're like really feeling it and really just in the moment and, and going for it and, you know, just, yeah. And those are also the sets where people afterwards will come up to us and say, well, I really enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, maybe like we felt in the past where we had to, Kind of like Yellow said, kind of adapt to, uh, um, you know, kind of adapt to the audience or adapt to DJs in the time slots around us. And to a certain extent, you can, and you, 
you do, but uh, you you also have to just play what you like. You like obviously don't play, you know, that limit five times at one a.m. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did, I did. I, I mean, we've probably all seen it. I I have seen a DJ play Dead Limit as a warm up, right? Set, like the first <laughs> like, set of the night. You don't, you know, you have to kind of know where you, where you are in the, in the mm-hmm. night and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's um. Yeah, if you just play play fun stuff, I think that works. I it works for us. Mm. What awesome. uh, what uh, what sort of like next then? Like you know, I know you guys have sort of said you know you haven't been writing a lot of drum and bass, but are you, you know, have you got sort of plans at the moment, or what you know, what are you sort of thinking both for yourself? I mean, what is the kind of? Well, we actually recently uh, looked through some older projects that we had and that we were feeling uh in in more this other direction uh to release uh also because we were approached by uh unchained oh cool and that was actually kind of a sometimes when a, a label approaches you you can kind of uh, and you think of what that label releases or what you like from that label and it can also inspire you to uh, think of a new ep on that label and be like oh yeah i would really love to make this and this that would really fit Mm. Uh, yeah, and we have some weird stuff also with our friend Tide Warp and some other older tracks that are definitely not really drum and bass or standard, but just weird, <laughs> but that we enjoy making also in these times because right now uh, I think we both wouldn't really enjoy making banger drum and bass. It's just nice to experiment and mm. have fun yeah. again. I mean, we we also have some some drum and bass stuff that we've been like even like some anything from like a couple of like fo- almost foghorn kind of things to uh, oh, to like more like more liquidy stuff. No, like not not really foghorn kind of stuff, but yeah. like you know more like in it's very very broad and like more more melodic stuff. And uh, mm. I think definitely with drum and bass, I think melodic is more the direction that we are going uh we both love love vocals and and uh you know just yeah i always find you know i think i always find your music just very like saying there's a lot of a lot of emphasis on the melody and it's kind of very epic sort of sounding and it is unique it is a really unique kind of sound that uh, you know of what you want to do like you're saying a bit a bit out of the norm and you know i I really respect it i really do respect it i'm not sitting there just you know, trying to blow smoke up your up, up your well, bum, but you. you know it, it is. You know, it's really you know most of the music that we that we still like from ourselves is that kind of music, and not when we maybe try to conform to drum and bass rules or mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, no, but you know, obviously, it comes with its own. It comes with its own challenges, doesn't it? And uh, you know, because like you're saying, there's a lot of a lot of people and a lot of labels out there that aren't necessarily going to like you know. Yeah, maybe sometimes you know people you know taking that risk, taking that risk, you know, with stuff that isn't necessarily gonna isn't necessarily gonna sell as well, should we say? Or people look at it, you know, people can look at it from that very much like perspective rather than like trying to put out something like you know an interesting piece of art, should we say? And that kind of balance, even saying taking that risk. uh, I mean, where does that come from? Uh, Taking the risk would be. Um, not getting famous with it or the music not getting big or mainstream or 
I mean, that's already a wrong entry point for making the music, I think. So mm. I don't and... think we're about uh, taking risks or whatever. I think we just need to get back to having fun in making music. No, I'm, 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 well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I meant it from like a label's perspective, how like a lot of you know, some labels, you know, work that, you know, again, and that kind of, that kind of difficulty between business and, and art and the kind of, yeah, yeah, like, you know, and, you know, some labels, you know, maybe like not wanting to, to take that kind of, you know, they'll be like, you know, is this, is this going to get me? You know x amount of streams on spotify or is this gonna you know you know or is this gonna you know sell like or whatever yeah. you know rather yeah. than going is this a really really cool interesting piece yeah, that i really believe in you know yeah. so yeah for for regular drum and bass labels it will be a risk to release our new music i think so that's why I think <laughs> we need to find other places that will fit a risk i mean you know oh yeah i mean maybe i mean i think i think yeah. I, you know you mentioned unchained i think that those guys um I think those guys would be, you know, really good to to work with. Like, they they're definitely a label that aren't sort of afraid to, yeah, to, they're putting out a lot of different sort of stuff and you yeah. know not necessarily conforming to a lot of the the rules, <laughs> you know, the yeah. the formula or whatever. Yeah, I think so. At least I have the feeling when I get Unchained promos that there there will be something in there that we like to play because it's different yeah. and because it's weird and. Maybe the mix down isn't as tight as something else, or maybe something else is 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 a little different. But uh, yeah, we do play a lot of stuff from labels like that, uh, and those are usually the jams that people will be asking for later. Like, yo, what was that weird tune where it went boom, dak 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 dak? I don't know. What <laughs> I didn't know what to think. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely is that problem, and uh, you know, and I I think I even had this discussion with with someone else, like, and and that kind of problem with even problem with where drum and bass kind of is at and you know and i i can't you know i I, i'm kind of self-aware in terms of a lot of the stuff that we have done i mean we have you know i'm not to say that we're completely you know against it we have put out some releases and you know we just released some more for for instance and you know willing to kind of (laughs) you know put out some stuff risk (laughs) it was a big risk it was a big risk i know but but that that thing of like you know like cancel <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, cancel, we'll cancel. <laughs> <laughs> but that thing of like you know there is that like that formula that you're kind of you, you're supposed to kind of follow and yeah. and and drum and bass has got a little bit some of it can get a bit stale and yeah I think you know. this is one of the things that I that I originally liked about drum and bass and, and still do uh, where you know if if you're in it for like getting the most plays or, you know, uh, the money or anything, then drum and bass isn't necessarily the best starting point anyway. So I just like that it's, <laughs> you know, like just go go for the, the spinning records kind of, you know, type stuff. Uh, and mm. but like, I, I like that. It's... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someone in the room. <laughs> Fuck drum and bass. I'm just, I just want to get on those big Spotify playlists now and make bank. <laughs> <laughs> I want to retire. <laughs> well, I mean, you can do both, but it's uh, yeah. I, I think. But cool I think that's what it's about. I think that's. I think that arguably that is kind of. I think that's what being an artist is about. Is is being yeah. able to do both, like. Yeah, but it's also yeah. like just the, the creative thing about it being a bit out there, and I think that you can take that as extreme as you want, you know, but like, um, mm. uh, even within drama base, you can uh, find that 
that weirdness as long as you have fun doing it, it is, yeah but i think this is that that problem isn't it like where you you know you do something that you is so out there and it's so challenging that then obviously when that then doesn't get received you know because it can go one or two ways i guess when it doesn't yeah. then get received or it doesn't seem as though you know and then you start comparing yourself and looking at other yep. other releases or other people or whatever and then you get you can get caught in that kind of trap and then feel really insecure yeah. uh, about yeah. it yeah. you're like oh fuck you know i tried to do this thing and oh no one yeah, no one cares no one cares i guess do you know what i mean or, but then yeah. i guess it's about not how many people care it's about you know who does or again how you frame it in your mind and try not to be too because you can end up getting too caught up in that kind of thing and, and caring too much uh about feel, what, uh, i've, seen it, I've seen it happening a lot on, on my facebook and in my network uh where uh, producers are uh, expressing how they're not uh feeling the need to make any music anymore because it's not being received well or because it's not doing well and they've put in all this work and why am i not, I'm, why am i not seeing any results from that um mm. and i i recognize the this this thought process but it's so important to realize uh, what you want to get out of it is it is that really the recognition from a lot of streams or a lot of plays or money or big shows or do you just want to be happy making music? Mm. And a lot of people seem to get lost in that, which. And I, th and I think with with social media and with the world that we kind of inhabit now, it's it becomes even harder in a in a it's way. Entire system, yeah, of course, and charts and everything, it all it, it all stimulates this. Mm. Competition, yeah. competition between it appears. You know, I could, I could, I could, I could, you know, I could label some people that, you know, and I think some people. I'm not going to sort of name any names of people that you know you, you wouldn't think would have even those kind of fears and people that you would objectively go wow they're doing really well and even they are like still having those same fears or whatever and it you know there's no <laughs> you know, there's no you can't almost get away from it no matter what you're doing in in some respects um it's like we were talking about earlier with the the Facebook analytics, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just like bright yeah. red, you're not doing. You're not <laughs> red, failing. you're in the red. You're failing. Your business is failing. Like you're a failure. <laughs> it's right there. Like yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is that thing, and you know, I think what well, maybe it's something that our generation, I think, we are having to kind of we have to come to terms with it more i think and we because of the world that we've grown up in you know it's something that maybe we're not as good at kind of handling sometimes uh that kind of feeling of uh you know i'm not getting that i'm not getting enough i'm not my my, my work isn't being uh received the way that i feel as though i wanted to that expectation everything you see around you is always better and i need this too and yeah yeah that's, that's it well, that's how all the all the al algorithms around us work right mm, yeah. mm. uh even in even in drum and bass music which is such an underground niche <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even within drum and bass 
God, wow, we are, we are having a really, really deep uh, philosophical uh, musings uh, today. I'm enjoying the... Uh... I feel like if we can go like half an hour more, then maybe we can destroy drum and bass by just talking about it. <laughs> maybe we'll trick the algorithm. I don't know what the magic number is. That you, how, many, how many minutes do you need to stream for, for the, for the algorithm to think like, oh, this, is, okay, this is a good video? I think the answer is always 42. <laughs> it's always 42 all the, all the answers uh, but but no it's you know it's, i think it, you know it's, it's important to to have these discussions and, and i think it, you know and again it, not going back to oh this is why i did this or you know i'm so great or, or whatever but like you know to, to to talk about this kind of stuff and people to kind of like relate to it and you know it's, i think it's very interesting conversations that maybe are not necessarily always maybe th this is stuff that we would discuss you know at, at backstage at a gig or, or whatever yeah uh, well or, and maybe it would home. be good for for a lot of aspiring producers djs to hear from the people who've made it in drum and bass made made, uh, made it <laughs> yeah. yeah because well, still what's that uh, uh to hear what it's like if they're so so happy with what they're doing uh, mm, having spent mm. 15 years uh, still not being able to live in a in a very big house or is that what you want or maybe mm, uh, mm. maybe also having started at the age of 18 with uh, making drum and bass then being 35 and thinking holy shit maybe I should have done an education uh, because now this is not what I want anymore or <laughs> mm, mm. There's a lot more to there's a lot more to meets the the eye of it like you, yeah, yeah like you're saying like I, you know I, even from my own my own perspective of uh, yeah where overview has kind of got to and and it's kind of it's it's level and and success and even that stuff is kind of hard to quantify when you're actually there in in a, in the middle of it and it doesn't quite feel sort of real or. And again, you you know, I'm, you're always looking for the, like the next thing or whatever. Like you're saying, like if if you'd have if you'd have spoken spoken to me ten years ago when I was first starting DMB and, and said where I was now, I would have probably gone, oh, you yeah, you've made it. But yeah, yeah. I don't feel I don't feel like fucking out. Not at all. That's, not at all. Uh, that's a bizarre thing. It is. Uh, will you be happy if you play four shows a weekend and then be? tired all the time never um, get to see your kids the, uh, never get to you know, know see anyone. To your kids and and girlfriend or boyfriend and uh a lot of lonely nights in hotel rooms and and yeah deep. we are getting really deep we are getting really deep <laughs> i mean look yeah i mean i mean i suppose that i suppose that's it isn't it you you know with anything you kind of there can be a very glamorous uh a glamorous sort of view of it or an idealistic view of of, of it but then the reality of when you're actually in it and living it is there are don't be yeah. wrong there are those moments that are very much like and you are very very lucky i mean very very lucky to get flown around the world and get to do do what you do what you love but it definitely does come with its own sort of different set of challenges that a lot of people wouldn't, you know, it's, again, just, yeah. you know, it's not as, as easy as, I mean, look, you know, perfect example is Avicii, you know, really, yeah. I mean. I was going to say, yeah, that, that documentary, seeing how, you know, how that affects him and like him being one of the biggest DJs in the world, 
and then how had everything you know you you the absolute peak of peaks and but then what, what that then you know the relentless schedule and then the alcohol you know and and the the just the life that he had to live and yeah, yeah like the the other side of it and you know and tragically you know r.i.p avici oh, do you know what i think i actually i actually went to sweden the the like the week he he passed away i'm pretty sure yeah yeah i think if i, if I remember that correctly we, we <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i'm bringing that up but there we go um pilgrimage another one of my pilgrimages um we actually we actually have a question here that is uh another kind of deep deeper or interesting question it says after the pandemic uh do you guys think there will be a significant difference in the music industry scene who wants to answer that one that's a good one i i think a lot of people that have um really stepped up like we were talking about earlier the 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 patreon thing like keeping in touch with with everybody and like i think those will be the people that will be you know emerge as like uh people who get a um a lot of bookings i think and and i so i think that's gonna be it's gonna be different definitely a lot of different lineups from um what, what we were seeing before uh before the pandemic and also, I think it's just going to be—it's just so weird to think about how parties are going to be now. Like, is it going to be? Uh, it's it, because you know, it's it's literally been a year since I, I've been to one. So it's like, you know, just it, for me, like uh, I, I've gotten so used to this whole social distancing thing that it, it's kind of weird to me that there's so many people so close together in like this big. Like, is is it going to be? you know how how different is it going to be it's, i i don't really know but i think once once people get used to it and maybe um especially with people experimenting a bit more with music now that they can play play it out in clubs um i think maybe there's a an opportunity for that as well to uh, to just bring something different to to people that it's not just about you know smashing like the the you know like those those bangers and uh, yeah. I honestly don't think there will be a lot of change. Nah, it's gonna be the same. No, don't do ch- No, yes, there will be. Don't. Of course, some, some people uh, will have uh, will come out of this pandemic uh, and have profited from it, uh, getting getting a lot of bookings, getting a lot of uh getting signed and everything and there will be people who have maybe stopped making music or who realize this isn't for me or whatever that will change during the pandemic that will be a result of it but i think that as soon as parties can go again we'll get used to it like this again mm. it will mm. be strange for the first 15 minutes mm. but after that it's just I know what you mean. I mean. We are we are terrible. We are a terrible race of like uh, human humanity doing that kind yeah. of thing. It's like, oh yeah. And I've kind of already like... experienced it a bit because uh, when I was in Groningen in, in June or Ju- Groningen in uh, June or July, there was this brief moment in between lockdowns where pubs could open again, uh, and I uh, was just going out for a, a drink, a social distance drink. And ended up in this nightclub where there were just 100 people on the dance floor, and it was as if uh, COVID 
well, wasn't there anymore. Mm. And I was shocked by how easily that had happened. How how mm. it was it was even a bit euphoric, like being able to dance again and hearing loud music again. Mm. But it wasn't awkward. Not really. Not for long. Mm. I don't think it will change much in. Uh, I mean, I, I think that you know the the maybe the live side of it. I think that. Yeah, I think there will be obviously like changes for for a bit anyway. In terms of obviously what will be the rules and regulations to be able to even to attend parties, uh, you know, I know that they're talking in the UK about bringing in like health passports, and you're going to need to be able to prove that you're COVID free or whatever to be able to attend events. So I think on a short term scale, that is a big impact. I mean, for me, for me, I think I think the I think the longest lasting change for this will be will be something and i've been you know banging on about it the whole time is something like patreon and that has now opened a whole new door and, and i don't think that that door's not going to shut now after um no. after covid and i think that that will probably be one of the longest significant impacts on on the industry um and and i and what i would the interesting thing will be potentially how what happens to booking fees uh and and that for for djs um as i felt that there was like you know there, there was a massive like reliance on that pre-covid um and if that will be such a reliance you know going forward because yeah. well i was i was actually hoping that the um, streaming revenue would have gotten more fair by now Mm. Uh, it's a shame that this pandemic hasn't caused a shift in that because uh, right now the amount you get paid for streams or well uh, let me start with the cost the the amount that we want to pay for uh, having all the music in the world available to us at any time Mm. uh, or just like 10 15 euros a month that's just ridiculous because so it's actually quite mad it's quite mad when you put it like that isn't it really yes why yeah. why why is that not like a fucking three or four hundred like pound like or, or euro you know fee that you'd have to pay you know considering though yeah. how many albums you could yeah. i mean someone should do someone should actually do that like if you were to listen for 20 well 24 hours a day for for all year like how much music could you actually consume like for paying 10 oh 10 20 euros a month do you know what i mean it's crazy uh, I think if we were to uh, to stream our own tunes on our Spotify license twenty four seven, we we might even be. Oh wait, would we be paid more than than we pay in the subscription? Probably <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if anyone. Yeah. I wonder if anyone has actually done that. It's actually set up a bot to just sit there and play the oh, yeah. music on repeat. They have. Really, oh, yes. really, really, really. Yeah, yeah, people have done that. Don't get any ideas, anyone watching this. This isn't. There, uh... There's even there's even this one uh, band or artist. I, I don't really know who they are, but they mm. they released just like a silent album, which is like just silence, and you can just play it at night, you know, and you can just uh, <laughs> get stream. So I'm, getting that, get I'm getting that sweet stream yeah, streaming yeah. revenue, <laughs> right? And but yeah, I I, I, I know you I you know I know what you mean on on that one, and it, you know, and it is a big. Um, I think yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when that 
if and when that does change. And I, I think it, you know, it is going to require probably a collective effort from everyone. But then it is hard, like you're saying, like people have got such a good deal right now. Why would they yeah. want to change it? And what is going to convince people that they should really be paying more into the streaming yeah. than than they are, <laughs> or or that Spotify or or any other streaming service out there uh, should be, you know, should be giving more money than than they are? I mean, you know, they, you know. That's another story. It's followed by ripping off artists by creating fake plays for their own music as well, and that kind of stuff. You can dive into that. I can post a link in the comments about some. We're gonna get. We're gonna Spotify. But... Spotify cancelled. Yeah, but... no, they have all these fake artists with fake plays that will. I'm actually. I'm actually reading. Uh... Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I've actually got it. Either. I'm reading uh, a book actually at the moment, which is. Uh about the black box of Spotify and these guys who really went into the company and how it started and how it works and yeah found out all this kind of really quite murky side yeah. of, of of how it kind of works and and it's a big yeah. fear you know it's a big fear for 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 us you know as a as a label or obviously artists and this kind of reliance on yeah. on a on a platform that is quite is quite challenging and isn't doesn't seem to be so kind of embracing of labels and and yeah like them kind of you know eventually maybe eventually there will be no record labels there will just be spotify like <laughs> you know releasing all the music and, oh my god all the power yeah oh, yeah but in the end, it has to come from well, the consumer being able or being w- willing to pay what music is actually worth hmm. yeah that has narrowed down a lot since well of course limewire kazan napster that kind of stuff and mm-hmm when it all became so like why would you have to pay to own music if you can yeah, and people will people will pay money for the convenience of not having to go through the effort to download everything and just like you know uh, mm. <laughs> not being i'll tell you what the, the the next the next one that is going to fucking kill us is if they it well when i mean i know that they already are rolling out and they do have functions on it where you know you will just you know, DJs will just be able to DJ off of Spotify, uh, you know, into into a set of decks. You know, you can create your own Spotify playlists. You know, it's all in the cloud or whatever. You know, that probably is that probably is going to be the future, to be honest with you. And and how at that point, how does that look? Because, um, again, like, you know, as, as, as even my business model really is still so built around people still buying music and most predominantly djs buying our music to be able to dj with um yeah. and when when they have the option that they don't even need to do that anymore <laughs> you know how does yeah. that how does that look like and yeah. um, well, should we all shift into finding new new ways to make money or should there well i mean I, sp- I you know to it i mean go, you know going back to, to to it i mean i suppose that is it i mean that is kind of I think that is the change that probably is approaching and you know it or is already kind of here and how far that sort of goes where an artist their first port of call is going to be patreon it is going to be this this self subscription self-subscription model which is a very very fair way to do it like it is in terms of you know what i've seen you know i think that's gonna outcompete itself too there's going to be more of that and people are going to be like oh yeah i can go to this artist for five euros a month but then i can also go to this artist for three euros a month 
it won't take mm. long before everyone's just putting all this value out there that's worth so much more than they're gonna get paid for um, yeah yeah i can see that see that happening in the end it still has to come from the consumer being like yo i really appreciate this and what is it what is it worth for me like if it if i couldn't get this then what what would i be willing to pay for it mm. Mm. yeah God, we really have gone off 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 on the deep end uh, this evening. <laughs> we're having we're having like industry, we're having industry label like <laughs> discussions about. I'm surprised there's still people watching. Surprised, yeah, well, <laughs> but look, you know, maybe necessarily, you know, there, you know, there's not so many platforms where you know, so many people is at least within drum and bass where we do sort of discuss these these kind of ideas, and, and maybe some people can obviously get a bit of an insight to to our own sort of fears and where we kind of are seeing uh you know seeing it sort of going yeah yeah i think personally like uh, going back to the thing we were talking about the the about the effect that the long-term effect of like this the, these lockdowns on 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 parties and everything uh we've already mentioned mentioned it briefly but like which clubs are are still going to be able to to open you know that's i think that is one of the biggest changes that we will probably see is like um uh, you, you see it with restaurants you see it with shops uh and and i don't know how it is in the uk or in other countries but especially here in the netherlands they've uh, released this this roadmap of how we're going to ease restrictions when things improve uh, and the last thing on the list it is like only when the pandemic is officially over are nightclubs going to be able to to reopen again. Mm. So, like it's a great time it, to be involved in the, in the yeah, even, even <laughs> restaurants and stuff will be able to to open at some point when the numbers are low enough. But mm. nightclubs are not on the list. So, I mean, obviously they they do get some some financial compensation i'm not really in in the know about how how much that is i imagine it's not probably not sufficient for for a lot of people to 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 stay open you know and and to to ride this out and i think that's going to be a big change like smaller clubs um that we all really love you know like um just just being able to go to like a uh a party with like 200 or 500 people which can be mm. super cool and, and intimate and, and underground and a, a big yeah. step up for, for uh, you know you know and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's like the the breeding ground as well like yeah. where we all learn the trade and can play to tonight i mean you know the uk has as you know there's been taking a hit for a number of years already pre-covid times uh in terms of these smaller venues shutting compared to where where it was a number of years ago i think there's, you know, there's a number of factors as to why and then you know now it's just either you know 2000 capacity shows or it's you know there's <laughs> not much like in between and it's getting yeah. squeezed and especially for you know even for people you know well for people on our sort of scale or level you know those those kind of size venues are, are so so important um so yeah you yes. know that will be will be the interesting thing to see like i said when the dust has settled what is how it is gonna look and i you know i don't know for sure um i haven't I, i'm not you know too too sure on what venues you know if any have you know totally gone under at the moment or what that sort of looks like but 
yeah could be uh yeah. could be a bit worrying yep. yeah god damn it we got it we got it <laughs> we're doing it again yeah we're doing it again yeah. I, I tell you what we, we're we not... for like an hour not to talk about <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Brexit? Do you want to go to Brexit? No, let's not. Let's not. Yeah, we should not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brits. Um, I'll tell you what, look, let's um I reckon we can probably like we're approaching the two hour we're approaching the two hour mark, uh which has been which has been good. But it's been you know, it's been a really, really enlightening chat and I'm I'm pleased. Can we try and end it on a on a good note? What sort of positive well, I, maybe I can uh this could either go really wrong or really well, Peter. But what if imagine Imagine. If you were this innovative label that put all of its royalty money and everything into bitcoins, then maybe in two years you could pay out two and a half times as much as other labels because you were smart enough. Do you really think that that? Do you really think that that's a good idea, or are you just winding me up right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought that I thought Bitcoin was a thing like a few years ago, like. Uh, oh no no no! It's no, it's definitely going to 100k at some point. But uh, uh, I hear Casper laughing. You know, <laughs> should, should I be should I be investing in blockchain? Is that what you're trying to say? Should I be putting all my money in there? Is the, whole, the whole label up there. Just... <laughs> I, 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 to I be mean, fair, I don't really care because I think we're on like 20, 25 euros royalty, which might end up being 75 at some point. But for you, it's a bit it's a bit riskier. But hell, you you could be looking at a yacht, a Rolls Royce. I could actually be looking at the fabled overview yacht that I've been banging on about. Might for... be able to buy the Volks nightclub, <laughs> and then it will never ever shut. I will turn it into a, just a living museum. <laughs> do, do you think it's? Do, <laughs> I, I, I really have like put my head in the sand, or I really have got no real concept of the whole cryptocurrency thing. So. I'm not going to take your advice on this one. I don't know whether you're whether you're winding me up or, or whether I actually should. I think that's always the. Oh no! I just want to when we're doing an interview again in like three years, uh, then I want to cut this, <laughs> this interview and cue it and be like, "So, Peter, how's life now? And how would it have been? <laughs> and, where, and where's your yacht? <laughs> <laughs> where's my yacht?" I didn't manage to. Didn't oh no! I'll be like, I, I, I followed Yellow's advice. I put all my money into into Dogecoin and <laughs> Dogecoin, and I, and I'm bankrupt now. Like I've got nothing. <laughs> because I can't find my old phone, which has my Google Authenticator, and I still have some Dogecoin and some other coins as well. You're joking? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but I, I, I don't have the Google Authenticator now, so I can't. Ah, oh, so you've actually got like some serious wedge sitting there somehow. Nothing serious. It was leftovers. I oh, right, I pulled okay. out my money when it was enough. Yeah. Right. Marcus. Marcus has said I, you could adopt him. Would anyone want to adopt Marcus? Maybe. I uh, want to adopt Marcus. I mean, who wouldn't want to adopt Marcus? You got. You got to come in. Right. You got to come to live in Brighton, though. Or 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 or, or Holland to go to the Netherlands. I think me and Casper will be good dads for Mark. <laughs> oh, that'll be such a cute, cute dynamic. <laughs> such a good brother to Kupu. To be fair, I really, I really can't wait. I have been, I've been talking about it. I really can't wait to uh, when, when the the travel ban is is lifted and I've got my visa and I will be able to to come and visit you guys again. Um, <laughs> over in the Netherlands, I really, really look forward to that day. That is like I'm looking forward to the, to the mess my place is gonna be the next day. <laughs> looking forward to that. All the yeah. Christmas lights are gonna be broken. 
<laughs> probably gonna be in a thousand pieces and everything is gonna be teared apart but i i can't wait for it so. i hope so oh, yeah. i hope Absolutely. so no i can't wait for that i can't wait for that though well look, i think that... Put on that, uh, that overview music squad night yes uh, well i tell you what at some point because you, you you well i think i've both got plane tickets for you both sitting somewhere to be used True. to we do. to at some oh, point so i probably should really use them uh but I mean that's the you know that's the million dollar question at the moment. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to sure. I mean, I've gone up. Well, you, wait, wait, you guys. This is what I mean. Like this is what I mean about the Netherlands. Like you guys have already your government have already been like right. We're going to look at because you guys are like been like right. We're going to look at July, and you know if it doesn't work out, we're going to fund refund you the money back, isn't it? That's the case. Yeah, that's, that's the thing from like last week. So. Uh, and that's a lot of people who are actually giving a lot of false hope to visitors as well, because there has been talks about um, if you are actually the savings plan for the festivals and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of big festivals that we all rely on uh, because we have a sentiment for them and such nostalgia, everything. We don't want them to collapse. Mm. Um, this plan is for them to be able to schedule their festivals to plan it. And if it ends up not being able to work out, then the government will have money for them. But now there's all these small parties which will have like 500 people capacity who think, if I organize an event now, uh, and it will, as it will most likely get cancelled in August, then the government is going to refund my tickets. Well, fuck them. It's not going to happen because this is just for the big events. Is it only for the big events? It's not for... or is there, there is I a kind of hope their selfish asses are, are going to no, the government should pay. The government should bail them out. They, the government bloody bailed out the banks for the financial crisis. They pay billions oh, yeah. and billions of pounds to all those bankers that fucked us up, and now yeah, we just want to like put on a party. I think that's. But I think it's fair. Even if you, even if you're doing a five, I wish the government over here would. They'll ne they, they would never do something like that. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's what I mean about like the difference between I think how the government in the in in the Netherlands, you know, are prioritizing something like the the festivals whereas over here it doesn't seem to be even on the agenda like you know there's no honestly this is the first thing in in well the the literal year that this has been going on uh where it's a positive uh, step though it's a positive step yeah it, it is but don't poo poo it yeah like don't poo poo it yeah like come on you're very sorry, you, yeah. you don't know how lucky you are to have even have that kind of hope for people I want to save them from that. I was, I, I was very, very, I was very, I've been very close to looking at Liquidity Festival because I know that they've got, uh, they've got their show. Uh, they do, yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I have been like looking at it, going, oh, should should we book tickets? Like, could that be good? But well, at least you can book tickets because the government did save KLM, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, this is this really has been quite an episode today. <laughs> I should I should have known what would happen. Um, boycott for KLM. Boycott KLM and Shell. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, uh, make dinner for myself. Yeah. No. Look. Look. I tell you what. I I, th I think we we'll, we will uh, we'll wrap it up. I will end it on. Uh, you know, have you guys got any any shout outs? Anybody you'd like to big up? Anybody you'd like to thank? Now's your now's your chance. I want to big up Wings for being in the chat all the time and for having an amazing moustache and for always showing love for Krupuk. Always love for the Krupuk. Absolutely. And also to you, Peter, for just like 
yeah keep keeping it going you know like putting out taking the risk of releasing (laughs) taking the risk yes (laughs) all the weird Uh, stuff yeah no no i appreciate that you don't have to pick me up you don't you can you know big up big up big up yellow's mom for making fantastic tea as well fair enough all right look i think we'll i think we'll we'll end it you know or on that note probably to plug it one more time because you might as well definitely do go pick up a copy of the older remix of of mistress uh it's a really really fantastic track uh it's also on a fantastic ep uh which is overview remix ep uh definitely go pick pick up a copy of that if you can uh definitely go and like uh the older pages go hit them up on on instagram what what you got what what can we get you on facebook.com forward slash or do or music or your music and and the same as well on instagram as well yeah see you guys you guys all the names were taken because it's just a regular french word (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. all the links are a mess but just look for just look for order or your music you'll find it yeah go go (laughs) definitely go and definitely go and check them out Guys, thank you so much for, for coming on today. This has been a really, really good chat. And I look forward to looking back in this in three years' time and being From gutted your, uh... about my blockchain uh, miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Peace right, out. Man. Thank you, Peter. Lots of love. Peace out. Right. Yeah.